Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell for this Tuesday morning. It's the 5th of July, 2022. Daniel Pedgrew in the chair for the next hour before Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson through 11.70 Sydney, filling in for Vossi and Brandy to take you through the breakfast show. And through 6.93 SENQ and 16.20 Gold Coast, it'll be Patton Heels after 6 a.m., A lot to get through and a lot has happened overnight. If you're just waking up in terms of the tennis, I'll give you a full wrap of that shortly. Uh, Some good news and some bad news. 50-50, I think we'll go for today. I'll talk to you about that. Origin teams, of course, named yesterday. Interested to get uh, your thoughts on a couple of those decisions. And Graham Annesley has admitted referees got two controversial decisions wrong. More on that in just a second. Text number, as per usual, still the same. 0457 736 736 or you you can call 1300 1170 That's 1300 1170 If you want to get in touch this morning, it is one minute past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, is your does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Now, before we get to the rugby league news, I want your text this morning on 0457736736 or 1300-01-1170. Box office sports stars. Now, Nick Kyrgios, uh, if you have missed this, he has made his way through to the quarterfinals, a five-set epic overnight, uh, winning 4-6, 6-4, 7-6, 3-6, 6-2 against Nakashima from America. So through to the quarterfinals. Could he actually go on and win Wimbledon? Would you support him? Uh, well, he's in the quarterfinals. If he made it to the Wimbledon final and it was, what, Sunday night, our time, early hours of Monday morning, would you support him? Uh, he's still got a fair way to go. He's still got to get through a few more matches. But box office sports stars, doesn't mean you have to like them, but must watch. Um, I've said over the summer period, I don't support all the antics Nick Kyrgios gets up to, but you almost have to watch him, don't you? I know some people refuse to watch him, but most people that I know uh, will watch him. Not, and Maybe you don't even support him, but you just can't turn it off. He's Entertainment Plus. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Chance to win a Makita prize pack this morning. Uh, your box office sports stars, your must Watch sports stars from any sport, past or present. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. And are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? Would you like him to go all the way? He's in the quarterfinals tomorrow. Your thoughts? 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. I'll give you a full wrap of Wimbledon shortly. Uh, Alia Tom Lavinovich also through to the quarterfinals as well. A very good win over Elise Cornet overnight. Uh, Unfortunately, 
Alex Demonor and Kubler uh, bowed out, uh, unfortunately. But Kyrgios and Tom Lanovich keeping the dream alive for Australia. Rafael Nadal is in action as well at the moment, um, and he is leading two sets to love. We'll have a full wrap of Wimbledon for you shortly. But, yeah, you must watch Sports Stars, box office Sports Stars. And are you on the Nick Kyrgios bandwagon? 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-1170. And we'll chat to Chris Perkins as well in about 10 minutes' time, uh, not just about American sport. He's been keeping a keen eye on Wimbledon as well. So we'll have a chat with him about that at four past five. On to some rugby league news. And just before we get to the state of origin teams, uh, I said just at the top of the show, NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, has admitted referees got two controversial decisions wrong in round 16. Well... Who would have thought he would have said that? Uh, the first play took place, as we know, at a crucial point in the Panthers and Roosters clash on Friday night, handing the Penrith side a penalty for a Sam Verrill's tackle, which was considered dangerous. Now, that happened, as we know, in the 39th minute. Jared Sutton uh, gave the penalty, and after that, about 30 seconds after that, the Panthers went on to score what was an important try. Now, they may have gone on to win the game anyway, but it was a crucial moment in the game. Annesley said yesterday, in the history of the game, most would agree that is a copybook tackle around the legs. Sorensen goes over his shoulder. There is no lift at all. Uh, you can see he is squatting there. Verrills is actually falling to the ground as he makes a tackle. We don't believe there is any reason why this tackle should have been penalised. This is by no means a justification. If you are in the referee's view, you can probably understand in the spur of the moment what he sees. He sees Sorensen come over the top and then sees him go headfirst into the turf. Obviously not what anyone would like to see, but it is no fault of the tackler. Well, I was out there on Friday night and I had a pretty good view of that tackle. Now, obviously, Jared Sutton much closer to the field than I am because he's on it. Uh, however, I was about 30 metres, 40 metres away from that. Um, and you could tell from where I was standing, and it wasn't a perfect view, but it was a perfect view in terms of that tackle, that there was nothing in that. So I'm not entirely sure what Jared Sutton was seeing. But anyway, Graham Annesley has come out and said uh, they got that wrong. He also said that um, they got the call wrong between the Raiders and the Dragons on Sunday. Now, the Raiders should have been afforded an opportunity to kick a penalty goal to send their clash with the Drags to Golden Point. Now, as we know, this the Canberra side had the ball in front of the goalposts on the fifth tackle uh, when Ben Hunt and Jack Bird intentionally slowed the play the ball. We saw the Raiders were awarded six again before Hunt charged for marker to tackle dummy half Tom Starling, a play which Annesley said should have been awarded a penalty. But we know there wasn't one. The NRL boss explaining a penalty could have been awarded for the flop and an offside call in the lead up to the fifth tackle. We believe that a penalty should have been awarded in this instance for a couple of reasons. You'll hear the referee call Ben Hunt out for three separate incidents for flopping on the tackle before Tapine plays the ball and he gives six again for that. A lot of people thought that he ruled six again after Ben Hunt going around and actually making the tackle on the dummy half. He doesn't do that. He makes a decision the tackle is legitimate. He gives the six again for Ben Hunt flopping onto Pine before he gets up to play the ball. It is a relatively close call whether he's square or if he is not. On the footage we have looked at, in our view, it is impossible to say that he is perfectly square. So that's, I think, a bit of a confusion coming out of that one. Um, I was watching that live on Sunday and I thought it was a penalty, but then... We sort of heard, well, we heard Billy Slater on the Channel 9 coverage and a few people were saying yesterday before Graham Annesley came out and said, well, it's six again. Um, but unfortunately, the time has run out. So even if it was six again, 
um, it wouldn't really matter. However, uh, at the end of the day, Graham Andersley now coming out saying that it could have been a penalty, uh, should have been a penalty for Canberra, which I think confuses things even more because in the general run of play, yes, it could be, it could have been a penalty, it could have been a sin bin. But if he's not going to symbiote him, that probably would have been six again in the general run of play. I would have thought. Uh, I think everyone a little confused about what's going on. Cam Smith said uh, with Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson yesterday that he'd be happy to get rid of the six again altogether. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I understand where he's coming from. And there is a bit of confusement, I think, or confusion um, around this when we're getting penalties in the 40-meter line, then six agains, then what we think should be six again could have been a penalty. Anyway, Canberra as well, uh, unlucky not to get that penalty and at least get a chance to go to Golden Point. I would say in terms of that game and probably the Penrith game as well, uh, definitely on Sunday though, the Dragons were the better team. But still, uh, you'd like to say if it was a penalty right in front, it would have been 12 all and they would have been going to Golden Point. Your thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736. And your thoughts on Graham Annesley actually coming out every Monday and reviewing the referee's performance. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Plus, you must watch sports stars, your box office sports stars. Who are they? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, on to Origin. We'll look at the New South Wales team at the moment. And Brad Fitler has shut down any speculation Jack Whiten could be a late inclusion in Game 3. As the New South Wales coach revealed both Matt Burton and Sosifa Telekai offered more to the Blues than the decider. He said, I don't want to outsmart myself when asked if he was playing mind games by selecting the Canberra playmaker as 18th man. Whiten, who was in line to snare a bench spot ahead of the Cronulla Ford uh, Telekai or centre, will only be injected into the side through a change forced by injury or COVID. Uh, I don't think there will be late changes. We will wait and see, but we've still got nine days to go. We are under COVID protocols, and the way we tra- train, you can always get injuries. The good thing is he can play anywhere if need be. Playing at left centre, Wyden was the best play- Blues player in Game 1, but missed Game 2, as we know, due to COVID-19. Um, your thoughts on that? I-, I was very surprised when I saw the New South Wales team come out. Now, this is, uh, look, I-, I thought Burden would retain a spot, and I think that's the correct decision. And I wasn't overly surprised Crichton was there either. What I was surprised about is that it wasn't the other way round. Talakai maybe is the 18th man and Whiten on the bench. Uh, I think it's very unlucky for Jack Whiten. I thought his performance on Sunday against the Dragons was probably below par, but he wasn't the only one in that Raiders side that struggled and the weather wasn't great. But there was all this talk ahead of game one, whether Jack Whiten should have been there, should he not have been there. Um, but he proved everyone, including myself, that had a few doubts on him with how well he played in game one of origin. And then as we know, missed game two due to COVID. I thought he was going to be on the bench and I feel pretty sorry for Jack Wyden if he does not start. He has been named as 18th band. We'll wait and see. Freddie saying that uh, he won't be playing mind games. We'll wait and see about that. I would be still a bit surprised if he isn't there, but we'll wait and see. Uh, He said the only way that he will be there is if there's an injury or a COVID case. Um, we don't. We do know COVID's a bit rife at the moment, but they are under pretty strict COVID protocols. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Were you surprised that Jack Wyden wasn't in the team? Would you have had Telekai ahead of him? 
Um, yeah, I, I, if you're a New South Wales fan, and if you're a Queensland fan, are you happy that they've gone with Telekai ahead of Wyden? Yeah, I, I feel sorry for him because if it wasn't for the fact he got COVID, he would have been in that Game 2 team. Um, and it's not like it's an injury. He was doing all the right things. 0457-736-736-1300-01170. And while we're on the New South Wales team, Jordan McLean, uh, nothing against him whatsoever. He's a very strong player, but his inclusion, and Jimmy and James were talking about this yesterday morning, his inclusion in that team um, ahead of Regan Campbell-Gillard is very odd in my opinion. Uh, no pain Haas, which is disappointing, of course, for New South Wales. But what has Regan Campbell-Gillard done wrong? He didn't set the world in, on fire in game one, but to be perfectly honest, not many of the New South Wales players did outside of probably James Desco and Jack Wyden. And then not to be even in the squad for game two or game three, in particular this one when Payne Haas has been ruled out with injury. Um, I know a lot of people doubted Brad Fittler before the last origin and he proved us all wrong. I just think it's a bit of an odd call that he's not even in that team or in the squad at least. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And speaking to, to Queensland fans, they would much rather Regan, Campbell, uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard and not in the team, they'd much rather be facing Jordan McLean. So interesting selection choices from Brad Fittler again, but we'll wait and see if they pay off. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 your thoughts on all of that. Asking about must-watch box office sports stars this morning, Yeovil Treeman's been in touch saying, Hi Dan, not a fan of Kyrgios antics, and he frustrates me a lot both in regard to the obvious talent and the roller coaster ride he gives as he mixes some good things with the bad. However, if he reaches the Wimbledon final, we'll still hope he wins. Yeah, and that's what I'm interested in. If he does get there, he's in the quarterfinals at the moment. If he does get there, would you support him? Uh, he also says Tiger Woods has to be one of the most must-watch sports stars. Yes, at his peak, he was exceptional uh, to watch. Along with Roger Federer, we lived in a time with two great sports stars, superstars in their field in both tennis and golf. Thank you for that text. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. You must-watch sports stars. Your thoughts on the New South Wales team? Would you have had Jack White in there instead of Telekai, 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. Uh, we will cross to America next. Have a chat with Chris Perkins. It's 14 past five. Chance to win a Makita prize pack this morning. Your must-watch sports stars. Your thoughts on the New South Wales State of Origin team, 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and it's now at iCanWin.com. .com.au. Coming up to 19 past five, Chris Perkins is on the line from America. Morning, mate. Hey, good morning. Good Tuesday morning to you. Yes, happy Tuesday to you. Now, we'll have a full wrap of Wimbledon. I'll go through some of the scores shortly, but you've been keeping a keen eye on it. There's a couple of Australians doing uh, very well. What have you made of it so far? Well, I'll tell you what, I kept an ear to the uh, Nick Kyrgios match this morning. Man, that guy doesn't. That guy does not fold in a fifth set. What's he now? Six and zero and five setters at Wimbledon. 
Yes, and he, and he's so I started the show with talking about must watch sports stars, and I think I said over the summer. Look, we may have had a discussion at the time that I don't support all the antics and everything he gets up to, but I think he's entertaining to watch. I, again, I don't I don't think everything he does is right, but he he does put on a show. No, he he is a bit of a bonehead at times. I think he <laughs> would even admit that, but he is highly entertaining. He's very good as well. He has got every physical skill you need to win a Grand Slam tournament. It, the the only question mark about him is that little space between his ears, that eight to ten inches between his ears. That's that's his handicap because his brain gets in the way sometimes, and, and when when his act is full Nick Kyrgios, it gets ugly. You know, you know, we saw it in the first round at Wimbledon. We saw it in the third round against Sitsipas. I mean, the the end the way that match went, my goodness, uh, I kind of understand why the BBC took the heat from from viewers and cut away from the handshake because I think they were actually afraid of showing a felony assault on live television because they figured one of them was going to do a two hand backhand to the other's head. Yes, it was uh, at times quite heated, and even after that, in the press conference, wasn't it? It was quite uh, he- <laughs> heated. Look, uh, you, I think you successfully tipped uh, at least one of the Australian Open uh, winners. That might have been Ash Barty, uh, which, to be fair, you probably weren't the only one that tipped that. Uh, your thoughts, though, no. on who is going to win Wimbledon? In fact, you're going to actually be over in the UK uh, when at least the men's Wimbledon final is on. Yeah, I'll be landing in London that morning, that Sunday morning of the men's final. Um, I Djokovic would be a logical choice. Tell you what, is having a nice run. He's on court uh, right now. At least the last time I checked, he was still on court. Mm. Uh, but he was rolling in, in his uh, round of sixteen match today, this this afternoon. Uh, yeah, Nadal up uh, two sets to love at the moment as well. So and three two. So he'll go through. And I, uh, Rafa Nadal, he's someone that. He's sort of got under the radar, at least here in Australia. I mean, he, he's looking for, he's won the Australian Open. He's won the French Open. He could win Wimbledon, you know. Yeah, he could. I mean, Djokovic is going to be that challenge mm. uh, to, to overcome. But, you know, if Nadal does this, guess what? He's coming to Queens at the end of August with a shot at a grand slam. Mm. I, we talked, I, 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 I talked about this last year. When Djokovic came to Queens with a shot at a Grand Slam and came within a win of it uh, in the U.S. Open, uh, that that would have put paid on the uh, argument about who the GOAT is. Guess what? Nadal's got a shot to, to stay paid on his account as the GOAT if he were to win a Grand Slam. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting indeed. Looks like he's going to roll through to uh, the quarterfinals as well. I'll give you a more comprehensive Wimbledon update when we're finished with Chris. Just quickly, uh, on a bit more of a light-hearted note, uh, the hot dog eating contest. Now, uh, firstly, would you ever do something like that? And secondly, tell me what happened. Well, uh, first of all, not at these numbers. <laughs> I do love my hot dog. Mm. And um, you know, Nathan's Hot Dogs, this is where it's held at. Uh, it's held in the corner of Surf and Stillwell in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, New York, Coney Island, Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. I have been there. I have had their hot dogs at that location, mm. and they are absolutely fantastic. In uh, the quantities these guys eat, not a chance in hell would I do that because, oh, my goodness, the number of dogs these guys can put away 
in 10 minutes is absolutely incredible. But it's an annual 4th of July tradition. Mm. Today is a national holiday over here. This is the anniversary of us telling King George III where he can stick his intolerable axe, you know, where the sun don't shine. Uh, but uh, that, that's, it's a 4th of July tradition, the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, Joey Chestnut, you may have heard yes. of this guy. Yes. He is the best-known competitive eater, won his 15th yellow mustard belt as the champion of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, scarfed down 63 dogs and buns in 10 minutes uh, earlier today in Brooklyn to win his 15th championship. He had a run of eight in a row. He's now got a run of seven in a row. I'm wondering if he suffered a strained esophagus coming in uh, to that one he lost. Yeah, in in the midst of this sixteen year run, I want to know what the heck happened that day. Yeah, well, maybe I mate, I wouldn't be able to eat sixty three hot dogs in a month, let alone sixty three hot dogs in ten minutes. So, uh, well done. I, uh, I could do. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm a big guy and I do like my hot dogs. Sixty three in a month, I could totally do. Mm. Yeah, ten minutes, not a chance. By the way, uh, James Webb from Sydney mm. finished third, forty one mm. hot dogs. That's a good effort. 41 in 10 minutes is very good. That is good. a very good effort. Maybe we could have an Australian champion in a couple of years' and, time. And, and one more thing to note. Yep. Not only did Joey Chestnut win the title, 63 hot dogs, he dropped a rear naked chokehold on a protester, or at least tried to. Well, when protesters hit the stage during the contest, bumped into Joey Chestnut as he was finishing a dog, mm. he turned around and slapped a chokehold on this guy. Busy man. So he was doing it all today. Very busy man. Very busy man. All right, Chris, now uh, we're going to go, but uh, next week we'll talk to you. You'll actually be – are you going to be in Scotland this time next week? I will be. Uh, I may be, on a, may be just wrapping up a round of calls. It'll be about – uh, eight o'clock. No, yeah, I would have wrapped up the yeah. calls. I'd be having dinner at that point. It'd be like eight o'clock over there. Well, we might when, in- when we talk next. So. Yes, we might interrupt your dinner to have a quick chat with you over in Scotland if that's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Perfect. I'm good with that. Uh, in fact, our next two the, the next two weeks, uh, I will be somewhere in the UK, either in Scotland or awesome. in London. Awesome. Well, you have fun. Have a safe flight, and we will chat next Tuesday live from Scotland. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Uh, American Report next week live from the UK. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, uh, Chris Perkins, 26 past five. We'll speak to him next week. Yeah, and those Wimbledon updates, by the way, thanks to Hume Tennis. Perfect also for interstate tennis groups travelling to Melbourne. Check out humetennis.com.au. So we know Nick Kyrgios through to the next round. Uh, unfortunately, Kuba lost to Fritz, 6-3, 6-1, 6-4. So that was disappointing. Ayla Tom, uh, Tomlanovic. Very, very good win against Elise Kone. Uh Lost the first set 6-4, but then won the second set 6-4 and the third set 6-3. So through to the quarterfinals. Uh, Simona Halep, a very good overnight 6-1, 6-2 as well. Alex Dimonor, unfortunately, uh, going down, uh, which is disappointing because he had a really good tournament uh, to date, but he has bailed out. But Nick Kyrgios and Alia Tomlanovic still there. Still a chance to go all the way in the quarterfinals. That's all thanks to Hugh Tennis. Perfect also for interstate tennis groups travelling to Melbourne. Check out humetennis.com.au. A couple of texts before a break. Uh, Andrew from Colac says, must watch sports stars. Gary Ablett, both of them. Yes, very good. 
in the AFL world. Uh, don't know much about Gary Ablett Sr. Wasn't around, but Gary Ablett Jr. Very good. And another text very quickly. Hi, Dan. Prepared to back Fitler again with his selections. My view is if you have a 14 that either comes on and makes an impact around the ruck like Damian Cook or a utility player, but not both, as I think you need three other interchange players that can play in the forwards for origin. Happy to go the Cook path as we effectively have a utility player already in Burton who could move around if injuries require it. Thank you for that good text. Keep the coming in. Box office sports. Stars, your thoughts on the New South Wales State of Origin team or anything else? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's 28 past five. Five and a half to six. Uh, Rafael Nadal in a bit of a battle in the third set against San Chilip, uh, but does have a couple of match points. Just gone into a tiebreaker, won the first two sets quite easily and has got his second match point at the moment. Uh, coming up on Breakfast with Jimmy Smith and James Magnuson, filling in for Vossi and Brandy Phillips will wrap, uh, wrap all of that up. Plus, uh, also joined by Cam McGuinness. And through 1620 Gold Coast and 693 SENQ, it's Patton Heels. Uh, they will be joined by Ben Walker, father of Sam Walker, who has named in that Queensland Origin squad yesterday. So big breakfast shows coming up right around the country today. Uh, Rafael Nadal still uh, fighting in that tiebreaker, has had two match points and uh, been beaten on both of them. So we'll have a result of that in the breakfast shows. Thanks for your company. Jimmy Smith, James Magnuson, 31170 breakfast coming up and through 1620 and 693 SENQ. It's and Heels. I'll catch you tomorrow morning at 5am. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.